Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I begin with this set of verses. Paul writes to the Corinthians, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all things be done with charity, let all things be done with charity love. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Acacia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of saints, that you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth us. And labor. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30, a familiar verse of scripture where the Lord asked the question or made a statement about a question. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found None. Paul writes in the New Testament for men. The Lord records in Ezekiel in the Old Testament the need for men. And so my assignment on this Father's Day 2023 is simply this, man up. Everybody say, man up. Now, I need the men in the deepest baritone bass voice you got say, man up. There you go. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and we thank you, Lord, for this congregation. We thank you, Lord, that the men that are here, Lord Jesus, those that are fathers that are here, we give you praise, Lord, for, for such a collection of men of integrity men of character, leaders, Lord, those that are the foundation of the family in their home, in their house. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for faithful men. Now, God, help us to be a a man of this generation, to stand in the gap and make up the hedge in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. Turn to your neighbor before you're seated and tell them we need a man up.
On Mother's Day, Sister Gill did a magnificent job answering the simple and pertinent question, what is a woman? It is a perplexing question. It's perplexing that a huge segment of our American population seemingly cannot answer this simple question. So my assignment on this Father's Day is to address the same kind of question to men and about men. What does it mean to be a man in 2023? What has happened to our American male, our American men? What has happened to our culture where the understanding of simple biology, family, and gender is so distorted and confused? What in the world is going on? Anybody ever think that when you see stuff and read stuff and hear stuff that is happening around, especially this month? What in the world is going on? Well, Romans chapter 1 provides a clear diagnosis of the present progressive mindset of many Americans and around the world. When a nation, when a people, when a culture who once knew God refuses to glorify him as God, then God responds by withdrawing himself from them. For Paul writes, when they became vain in their imaginations, when their thinking was deluded and they became vain in their imaginations, then their foolish heart becomes darkened. When mankind professes to be wise above God, then they will become fools and change the glory of God to fit their own foolish, darkened ideas. Paul said in Romans 1 and 24, Wherefore, because of this, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. God is very long-suffering. Just ask the Canaanites and all the other ites that were there for 400 years before God, he had warned them, you need to straighten out your idolatry. You need to straighten. 400 years later, here comes Israel and runs them out of the promised land. God is long-suffering, merciful, and gracious. However, he will withdraw himself from a nation and a people that denounces him. Hell then sees the void and then goes to fill that void. Make no mistake, Satan and his dark host is seizing the opportunity of a land that has denounced God in so many ways and a people and a culture that has abandoned God. Satan sees it as an opportunity. Gender distinction and all the issues that we are facing today, the problems are not new. They predate our nation. They predate all the way back to the pagan nations that were in the promised land. But it was God that created man. The Bible said he created them male and female. Jesus affirmed that in the New Testament and said about marriage, originally it was meant to be male and female. So, Satan has tried since the garden to blur those lines about what a male is or what a man is or what a woman is. My message today 
<clears throat> though directed to fathers, is directed to males and men in the room. I believe the enemy is trying to get rid of the idea of what it means to be a man psychologically, emotionally, and functionally. The attack on manhood is strategic by the, by the enemy of darkness because it is set to destroy God's design order for family, for community, for genders. Manhood is even today considered to be toxic and bad. The phrase toxic masculinity has become a generalized term that is attributed to all men. Men are toxic. So men begin to back away and say, well, who am I? What am I about? <clears throat> the fact really is that there is a toxic behavior in every demographic, in every gender. There's a toxic behavior. Humanity has a huge toxic problem. We think we got a drug problem. No, we got a, a toxic human problem. We think we got a gun problem. No, we got a toxic human problem. It's called sin. But instead of dressing the toxin, people like the American Psychology Association believe that we should teach young boys to reject traditional, quote, reject traditional masculinity, unquote. They go on to say traditional masculinity is psychological, psychologically harmful. This is the major a psychological association in America. The Antichrist, this is an Antichrist agenda trying to reshape what men and women look like and are thought to be. They tell us that men should be less aggressive, less assertive. They tell us that they should be more sediment. Why? Amen. The kingdom of darkness does not want to deal with spiritually assertive men. I will put this, uh, just a side note here. We would have less boys on Ritalin and other ADHD if they were told, get out and play. Climb that tree. Yeah, go out there and do something. Get, get active. Be aggressive. Do I get an amen on that today? We have gone for the fact where we want to put our boys in bubble wrap and try to make sure that they never get hurt, they never get a skint knee, they never have anything happen to them, that's how they learn. That's how they learn to stand up. So somebody bullies them on the playground. Well, let's learn how to deal with that. How do we take care of that? We teach them how to do it with grace. <clears throat> there is a sense of despair among men today. It is do you realize that the suicide among men has escalated dramatically in the last few years? As a matter of fact, men are four times more likely to commit suicide than a woman. They don't know who they are. They don't know what, what they're supposed to do. They don't know the traditional idea of a man being the, the, the breadwinner or being a, a, a man, the one that goes and wants to be a fireman, wants to be a police officer, wants to be a, 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 in the military, wants to do something with their hands, is now told no. So men turn to promiscuity and perversion and domestic violence. Emptiness and depression are all evidence that we don't know what a man really is all about. 
So a man becomes irresponsible, lazy, and addicted to things, overindulging and dysfunctional in his family. Divorce becomes rampant. And so a man then has an aimless living. Amen. All are symptoms of a culture that has lost their grip on what it means to be a man biblically. You see, this is not a new tactic of the enemy. As I said before, if you go back, you will find before there was a deliverer, a deliverer was on the way, and what happened? Pharaoh said, kill all the boys. Before Jesus, before the Messiah was, was, was about to come on the scene, Herod said, kill all the boys. What were they doing? Let's emasculate men so that men are silent, so that men are quiet, so that men don't have an attitude of a warrior. This is not a new thing. Matter of fact, the psalmist said it like this. He said, how long will all of you attack a man to batter him? Writes in Psalm 62, uh, he said, how long will you attack a man to batter him? He said, you're like leaning on a wall that is a tottering fence. You're, you're pushing until man begins to fall down. He said, they plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take <clears throat> pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inly they are they're cursing. Amen. The, the psalmist wrote that in Psalm 62. So it's not a new thing, men. What you and I are facing may be intensified, but it's not a new thing. It began in the garden, but it was also in the garden that our God said, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Let me just say this, men. God has an intentional plan for you. God has an intentional design for you. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man. Everybody say formed. He formed him out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. God formed man. He fashioned man. The word form means God had a plan. When God created man, he made him from the dust. Amen. He made him from the dirt, but he didn't make him and then step back and say, what am I going to do with him? God had an intentional plan when he made man. Amen. Manhood was in the mind of God before Adam took his first breath. God knew what he wanted out of Adam. Let me just say this. I'm talking to the men today, but ladies... You were not made from the dirt. That's exactly right. Amen. You were made above the dirt because God knew that ladies needed to keep their fingers out of the dirt. Lowliness. Mm -hmm. But God uses men, courageous men, men who will man up as it were. God throughout scripture used mighty men, adventurous men, courageous men. Just go talk to Noah. Noah told his family, we're building an ark and we're going to work on it for a long, 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 long time. And you're going to help and we're going to build an ark and there's going to be a flood and the flood's going to come and then everybody's against him. I'm telling you, God looks at Noah and said, not only is he righteous, not only did I find grace in Noah, I found a man. I found a man that had the character of a man and the determination of a man. 
Go sit down with Job. I will tell you, Job was a man. He was a man that went through so much, so much hurt, so much pain. But he was a, a man of courage. How about David and a giant? How about Daniel and the lions? How about Elijah and, and Jezebel? How, how about John the Baptist that looked at a bunch of, of religious people and called them uh, vipers and snakes? How about the apostle Peter? That, that, that man, he was a man's man. He's fished. He, he swung a sword. Not very well, but he's dead. You know, he's a man's man. How, how about the apostle Paul? Is there anybody think that there's courage in that man? Yeah, he was a man's man. If you, if you look at some of the scriptures and some of the genealogies, you will find like 1 Chronicles 7 where it's describing the gene genealogies of Israel. In verse 2 it said, The sons of Tola who were valiant men, of might in their generation. The next verse, he talked about men that were chief men. In verse 5, he talks about the families of Issachar uh, uh, were said to be valiant men of might. The sons of Benjamin were known as the mighty men of valor in verse 7. In verse 9 and verse 11, it describes those men as heads of their house, of their fathers, mighty men of valor describes men who were fit to go to war. God created men to be men of valor, to be men of integrity, to be men of, of, of both chivalry and courage. God created men to be tough and tender. God created men to stand in the gap of a world that needed help. Our job today in a world that we are surrounded with such, such a battle against a man and family and God, we need some apostolic God-called men, Holy Ghost-filled men to man up, to stand up and say, I was put here in a fearful time, but devil, I want you to know you need to be afraid of me. You need to be afraid of my prayer. You need to be afraid of my worship. You need to be afraid of my relationship with God. So Paul said, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. One verse, have four commands. Each of them given in the Greek <clears throat> Each of these commands given in the Greek, which is the present imperative uh, form, which means the command is to be continual and habitual, followed by a long-term commitment. So when he, what he is saying is that you need to watch every day. You need to stand every day. You need to quit like a man every day. And you need to be strong like a man every day. He said to him, watch ye, watch you. I want all the men to say, wake up. Wake up. Come on, wake up. wake up. That's what Paul is saying. 
The threat level is code red, brothers. The threat level is code red. In the United States, alert, alert system was established with a five-color coded level for terrorist threat. Green is low, blue is guarded, yellow is elevated, orange is high, and red is severe. We are under a severe code red time in our culture. Our mission as men is that we are behind enemy lines. Amen. And every hour we face a danger. Every hour we face all kinds of attack. You say, I know, I just want to bug out. I just want to get, no, no. It's not a time to throw the towel in the ring. It is not a time to quit. It is a time for godly men to stand up and be accounted for and say, God you're looking for a man, not a male. We got a lot of males, but what we need is some men. What we need is some godly men that'll say, I'll stand up in this hour. <clears throat> Brothers, you know this, but let me tell you. In this hour, you can never let your guard down. Never. We must be alert. We must be alert. I have watched it because of the rise and the prevalence of and the ease with which uh, 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 things can be acquired, pornography can be acquired, the ease with which this world is moving in their, their whole dysphoria and confusion. We must be alert. We need to be awake. We can't afford to bury our hands, our heads in the sand. Amen. We need to keep the truth close to us. We need to keep righteousness around us. We need to put salvation on our minds and faith is our shield. The gospel my brother is your stabilizing source it is the anointed word of God that is your sword amen that is your offensive weapon I want to tell you we don't fight on Facebook we don't fight in the political arena we're not here to debate whether this this party is the right party or the wrong party. We're going above that. Our fight is in the realm of the spirit. Amen. It's where the devil says, I don't want you praying, so I'm going to keep you busy. I'm going to keep you worried. I'm going to keep you down and out. But what hell doesn't realize is that this generation has the men. Amen. That's going to stand up and say, I got my eye on you, devil. I got my eye on what you're doing. Ephesians 6 is where Paul gives us the armor. And he said in verse 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then he says something that's so key, praying always. Men, we got to pray always. Pray in your prayer time, but pray during your day. Pray. Something happens, go to the throne immediately. Amen. Pray always. Always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And doing what? Watching. Watching there unto 
with all perseverance. We need to watch. We need to pray. Amen. Stay in contact with our commander. Stay in contact with our chief. We are living in a day when the enemy is not hiding behind veiled threats anymore. He's not even involved in guerrilla warfare where he comes and gives a sneak attack. Amen. He is coming bold and loud. Can I just tell you the, the, the pride flag hanging on our White House. It's not about the people that marched. It's not about those that are saying that we're, we're in the... It's about a demonic move from the pits of hell that says, see, I've got influence. I've got influence. But can I tell you, I read a Bible that says, amen, when you get in this world, you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We, we, we... We need men that are not afraid to go in their prayer closet and begin to bind the demons that are behind this, this, this movement. Watch. Wake up. Somebody say, wake up. Paul said, let me give you some scripture. Colossians 4 and 2, continue in. That means devote yourself to prayer and watch. Keep alert. And in the same with thanksgiving. Jesus said in Mark 14 and 38, Watch and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. I want to tell you something that I have been doing. I have been doing, and I've asked God to help me. I've asked the Lord to help me. And I said, Lord, when I watch something, let me see if there is a demonic agenda behind that. And can I tell you, He's shown me some stuff, and I've seen some stuff that's made me watch a whole lot less that used to be called good. If you will be intentional and you will say, God, reveal this to me. Reveal this, show this to me so that I can be ready. Let me be alert. If you walk into a store and you begin to feel an overwhelming uh, sense of confusion, you might just look around because that, that devil is around there somewhere. And all it takes is a man of God that says, in the name of Jesus, I bind that. You have no authority over my mind. You have no authority over me in the name of the Lord. Then walk around in victory. Watch. Men, we need to wake up. We need to wake up. He's saying it never happened in our neck of the woods. Wake up. Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 6, Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God. Amen. We watch, we stand, we fight under his power. He said that, ye may, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Then what does he say? Be sober, be vigilant. Wake up, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren. Let me just tell you right now, I bind the enemy that would not want me to preach this. I rebuke the enemy that does not want this to be said. But I'm going to say it anyway because he is very much intimidated by a Holy Ghost filled man that is willing to pray, willing to worship, and not bury his head in the sand. Wake up. He said, Watch ye, wake up. Then he says, Stand fast. 
Every man say, stand up. Stand up. Amen. We're not standing on our talents. We're not standing on our knowledge. We're not standing on our gifts. We're not standing in selfish pride. We're not standing in our own ideas. But we're standing, as Paul said, in the faith. Standing in the faith. So I propose to you today, men, man up. Man up. Stand up. Stand up for the things that God has for you. Stand up. Make, make standing your habit. Make standing for the cause of Christ your habit. It's not that you have to respond to every accusation, but you go to the Lord in prayer and say, Oh God, whatever this is that we're battling right now, Lord, you gave me the right to, to pray in authority. I refuse to let the enemy run over me. Stand on the foundation. Stand in the face of compromise. Be a man. We've got men in this place, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I, I need to remind you today on this Father's Day, be a man. Stand. Stand at your post. Stand as a dad. Stand as a husband. Stand as, as, a, as a son. Stand. Stand in truth. Be unmovable and believe that God is going to see you through. You may look like you might, you're losing, but if you're standing, you're not. Somebody say amen. God is looking for men who will stand. Our scripture in Ezekiel 22 and 30 says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and do what? Stand in the gap. God is looking for you and I to stand. Stand for righteousness and holiness. Stand, stand up and pray. Stand up and worship. Stand up and take the lead. Stand up and take responsibility. I know that these are foreign ideas to a world that's confused about what a man is. We need men who will stop being indifferent. Indifferent about their prayer life. Indifferent about their worship. Indifferent about their church attendance. Amen. Listen, they're coming after your kids and your grandkids. And it's time for a man of God to say, not on my watch. Men that'll stand and be more than just pew warmers, but, but, but rock the gates of hell with their prayer. God is looking for men who will stand. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. Somebody said, it's not my strength. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we are fighting. That is what you are fighting when you feel like the enemy says, don't raise your hands. Don't, don't come to an altar and pray. Don't find your own devotion time. Don't, don't, don't be so involved and don't be demonstrative. Don't, don't, don't speak out. You know what? Is, that's the enemy saying, don't, don't you get involved. Just sit on the sidelines. But I want to tell them today, I am going to stand. Somebody needs to stand. In verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? To withstand, to stand against. Man up. I'm not just merely standing. I'm standing against. I'm not just merely standing. I'm standing on the truth of God's word.
Charles Swindoll put it this way. We need, he said, we need fewer spineless wimps who've never disentangled themselves from mama's apron strings. And more clear-thinking, hard-working, straight-talking men who, while tender, thoughtful, and loving, do not feel the need to ask permission to take charge. Do I need to read that again? You see... The world has, has made us feel like, well, you're the head of your family and we, we run it like it's going to be run some organization. Can I just flip the script for you just a moment? Men, you're, you're not, you are the head of your family. But let me show you how God began it. God began it by creating man first and then he dealt with man for a whole chapter before he ever brought the woman in. He dealt with man. What is he saying? Man, you're the foundation. All the books. Stops with you, not your wife. When the Lord looks at you on the day of glory and he say, what kind of priest were you at your home? What kind of authority were you at home? Did you take charge spiritually at your home? Or did you leave that up to your wife? Yes, a wife should be spiritual. And yes, a wife has got to live her life for the Lord. But there's a responsibility that a man needs to man up about. And that is, uh, I'm in charge of the spiritual content in my home. I'm in charge. Some years ago when we were evangelizing, I sit with a pastor's son. We were, we were still in our 20s when this happened. But I, I sit down by a pastor's son who was rebellious. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't do nothing. When it come to worship, he sat like a bump on a log. And he come up to me and he said, can you tell me where God began? Where, where did God come from? In that tone. And so I just got to talking to him a little bit. And something in me said... What do you have hanging on your wall in your room? And he started naming three, three punk rockers at that day that were blatantly satanic up front. This is who they are. And I said, that's hanging on your wall? No wonder you're confused. No wonder you're bound. No wonder you can't understand about God. And immediately, and I didn't do this because I needed a paycheck, but I wanted to go to the pastor and said, if you want your boy to be free, you should have never allowed that to come in your house. Because with it comes a spirit. With it comes a demonic force. Can I say, dads, you need to stand at the front door of your house and say, this isn't coming in here. This is not going to be in here. Stand up. Number three, he says, quit you like men. Quit you like men. This means grow up. Wake up, stand up, grow up. I need some men to say grow up. This word, this phrase literally means play the man. Play the man. Not playing a victim, not playing a wimp, not playing a male that just produces seed, but I'm playing a man. I'm going to be a man in this hour. I need to stop acting like a child 
and start acting like men. Grow up. God is looking for men who will wake up, stand up, and grow up. Men who will act like a man. Men that will be like a 17-year-old L.R. Uden who came to Medora simply by a prayer. Amen. And come by a prayer and was very much involved in the beginning of this church. Somebody will say, you don't have to pay. You know what? I'll go to the mission field, but you got to take care of me. you got to do this to me. Amen. I want to be like Jordan Stumbo that says, just get me there and God will provide the finances. It ought to be men that says, I'll vote go where no one else goes because it's me and Jesus and me and Jesus are the majority not the minority somebody say amen grow up men this is for all those that are watching online stop being complaining men stop complaining about how bad your world is how bad your wife is acting how bad your kids are acting Do I need to get down here? Take responsibility. Take responsibility. Oh, God, help us today to realize that I must be responsible and grow up and play the man. The Greek word here is to act in a vigilant or valiant or courageous manner. Be brave. Conduct yourself with courage. Hallelujah. Can I say men in a world where men are out of order, we need to get ourselves in order. Where there are men that are living off excuses, we need to say no more excuses. Amen. We need to say I'm not a victim of this culture. I'm not a victim of this age. I'm not a victim of church hurt. I am an overcomer because Jesus Christ, amen, is in me. You better watch out, devil. I'm going to pray. I'm going after you. Here's what Moses said to Joshua as he's getting ready to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Deuteronomy 31 and 6. What does he say? Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Joshua, I want you to go. But know this, you can go in good courage. You don't have to have fear as your primary, primary fearful source. Amen. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of this culture. Do not be afraid of the world that we're living in. Do not be afraid of the demons that are inhabiting different halls of academia and of this world. Amen. God needs a man that will pray that out of some of the locations. Wow. You know what Joshua did? When he was beginning to turn the reins over to someone else? Joshua 10, 25. Here's what he said to those that would succeed him. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of a good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to, the, to all thy enemies against whom thy fight. Somebody say, grow up. Be courageous. He said, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, act like a man, and be strong. The last commandment is power up. Somebody say power up. It's not how big your muscles are that makes you a man. 
A real man doesn't have to be rich. A real man doesn't have to be talented. This is a good one for me. Doesn't even have to be smart. Can I get somebody to say, well, praise God. I don't have to be rich. I don't have to be talented. I don't have to even be smart. There's a lot of males who can father a child, but they're not dads. They're not dads to their children. But to be a father in this hour, all you young dads, listen up. You're going to need the strength of God to lead your family. Be strong. Be strong. It refers to might, manifest strength. It means to be empowered, to be increased in vigor. Grow strong. Man up. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that got a hold of men in the book of Acts. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Jesus said, go tarry in Jerusalem for power from on high. Amen. The Bible declares in Romans 15 and 19, mighty signs and wonders came by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said to the Corinthian church, preaching not with persuasive words, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power. Zechariah declared, the Lord said to Zechariah, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Paul wrote to the Ephesians and says, don't be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts 4 and 31, they prayed and the place was shaken and they, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and preached the word of God in boldness. I want to tell you how to face this culture. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Get full of the Spirit of God. In Jude 1 and 20, he says, Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. The greatest thing you could do for your family is be a prayer. A praying man. A praying man. That'll pray until you pray through the Holy Ghost. Teach your children how to pray. Teach your children to pray. You know what? My mom and dad took me to the altar. I'm, I'm going to be finishing in just a moment. Y'all okay? I got two services to wrap into one, so y'all hang with me. My mom and dad brought me and my brothers to the altar. When it was altar time, they didn't leave us in our seat. I was asleep, and my mama woke me up and said, it's altar time. And I went to the altar. I said this the other day, and I received the Holy Ghost. But my mama had had a habit of bringing me to the altar. <clears throat> teach your children how to pray. Don't just teach them a now and lay me down to sleep prayer. Teach them how to speak from their heart. Talk to them so that when they're on their own, they can say, oh God, help me. This is what I need. Teach them to be real. Teach them not just some kind of repetitive prayer, but man up and teach your children how to pray. Can I get an Amen. <clears throat> Manning and being a man is not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Man up. Play the man. Wake up. Stand up. Power up. Grow up. Let's be a man. Praise God. <clears throat> all the men in the room, not just fathers, but all the men in the room that are here, regardless of your age, if you're, you're, you're uh, uh, all you young men, stand. I want you to stand. Every man stand. 
in this room. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite readings. And I want to say this over you this morning as men. This comes from Jeremy Yoakum's grandfather. He said that his grandfather made this declaration. He said, I'm a soldier in the army of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. I point, y'all say amen. amen. The Holy Scripture is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Ghost, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. Amen. I am a volunteer in this army, and I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, or be talked out, or pushed out. Amen. I am faithful, reliable, capable, dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier. I need you to shout it out. Amen. I need you to shout it out. Amen. He went on to say, I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or peppered up. I'm a soldier. Amen. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I'm a soldier. Amen. I'm not a wimp. I'm in place. Saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. Amen. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, or candy, or give me handouts. Amen. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I'm committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. Amen. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and will continue to supply all my need. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph and I can do all things through Christ. The devil cannot defeat me. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from his battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I'm a soldier in the army and I'm marching, claiming victory, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I'm a soldier, heaven bound. How about it, men? Are you a soldier in the army of the Lord? Are, are you all in? Don't be taken in by this world. 
Oh God, I've got to be a soldier. I want to stand for truth and righteousness. I want to stand for this word. If it's in this word, oh God, I want to obey it. I must obey it. I must follow the command of the Lord. Ladies, will you stand with us right now? Amen. Will you pray for these men? Will you pray for men? Hallelujah. We need good godly men today. Oh, yes we do. We need men that'll man up. That'll take their responsibility. That'll look the devil in the eye and say, I I have Christ, therefore I am, I, I'm not afraid, I'm going to move forward. In the name of Jesus, I am going to man up. Come on men, let's make this a declaration today. Hallelujah, I am going to man up. I am going to grow up. I am going to power up. I am going to wake up. Oh, and I surely am going to stand up. I'm going to stand up for truth. I'm going to stand up for righteousness. I'm going to stand up for holiness. I am going to... Oh, thank you, Lord. Some of you think that just pastor is back again on his soapbox and preaching some kind of holy hyperbole. I want to tell you, this is the hour that we're living in. Men, we ought to lead worship. Men, we ought to be the first ones with our hands in the air. Men, we ought to be the first one to pray. Men, we must be the first to understand the scriptures. We must be the first. Hallelujah. Is there any men that want to join us in the front today and just simply say, I got it, Pastor. I hear what you're saying. I'm taking the challenge. I'm taking the charge. I'm going to man up. I'm going to man up in this hour. I'm going to believe the church, the truth. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.